Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Mike Akins has supported independent tech news directly for five years. Be like Mike. Become a DTNS member at patreon.com slash DTNS. This is the Daily Tech News for Thursday, January 31st, 2019. From Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. From the shores of Lake Merritt, I'm Justin Robert Young. And uh, sitting under a big wet cloud, I'm Roger Chang, the show's producer. Man, I mean, we have had some crazy weather across all of the U.S., but uh, certainly here in L.A., Roger and I were talking about these thunderstorms and lightning storms that we do not see around these parts all that often. shook my house for two big rumbles, like the whole house shook. Like if I had a surround sound system, I would class that as class AAA, but I don't. (laughs) So I have to do it with Mother Nature. Well, Justin, from the shores of Lake Merritt, uh, uh, it looks like you're going to get some of our weather later this week. Yeah, so. you know, it, it's been a little rainy over the last few days. It's apparently going to be even more rainy uh, toward uh, the, the weekend here, which is a real bummer because, you know, you'd like to go do things. But uh, I'm I'm thrilled to be uh, to be done now. I'll tell you what, we're coming up on on one twelfth of twenty nineteen in the books. For rain. Uh, no, average rainfall for the, for the year. We're already done with a month. It feels like it was New Year's Eve yesterday. <sighs> well, it's very wet here. All right. Well, <laughs> uh, barring all all temperature issues and 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 rainfall numbers, let's get into some tech news. Starting with a few tech things you should definitely know. Intel has named Bob Swan as the company's CEO. That was Thursday. Swan had been serving as interim CEO for seven months now after acting as chief financial officer since 2016. He was also elected to the company's board of directors in the move. Todd Underwood, who was vice president at finance, will assume the interim CFO role, which the company, while the company searches rather for a permanent CFO. Uber and Cabify must suspend their services in Barcelona in response to a regional government's imposition of limits on how both operate in the city, including a ruling that both can only pick up passengers after a 15-minute delay from the time they were booked. I mean, nobody wants it to work that way. No, why? <laughs> who, who benefits from that? I guess I mean, I guess either they just try and uh 
protect local cabs. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's a great way for people to be like, well, the Uber system doesn't work that well. Um, and the rest of us are like 15 minutes. That's crazy. The Tesla Model Y will begin volume production by the end of 2020. The company announced in a letter to shareholders Wednesday. Tesla hasn't shared a prototype of the vehicle. Details are slim, but it, the company did say it would work on the Model Y this year, uh, at least start working on it anyway, and would likely be produced at the company's massive Gigafactory, which is in Nevada. This is according to CEO Elon Musk. Although he says lots of things all the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, they normally happen. They just very rarely oh, happen when he work? initially says they're going to happen. Uh, yeah. Model Y. I, I, I look forward to it. Uh, all right, Justin, let's talk a little bit more about something that, 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 that may affect more people. And those are people who have iPhones and those are people who might like uh, interesting camera technology. Mm, yes, the camera is the reason to buy the iPhone, as we've heard, and sources tell Bloomberg that Apple may be putting a 3D camera into new iPhones as soon as next year. The rear-facing, longer-range 3D camera can be designed to scan the environment to create three-dimensional reconstructions of the real world, or AR as we know it. Apple's upcoming system reportedly uses a laser scanner rather than existing dot protection tech, dot projection technology, which doesn't work as well over longer distances. Other reports point to a third, more advanced camera enhancing photo capture tool and a more powerful chip that Apple plans to introduce in the coming generations of iPhones. Sarah, we, we've seen AR be a feature that Apple yeah. likes out for the iPhone. Over the last two models, there's no denying that they're the best in class at doing what they are trying to do uh, with their AR kit and their developer uh, system and the hardware that they have. And yet it doesn't exactly seem like uh, AR is taking <laughs> over the world. Does yet another advancement that gives us more mapping technology at longer ranges excite you? No, it doesn't. And that's not because I don't think the technology... Uh, has a place and 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 will be significant and i'm i'm one of those curmudgeons who is sort of like ar eh, i don't know i mean i just want a real nice camera to take photos of my cat i don't need it to be in 3d but at the same time it's if i'm a developer who is working on you know an app that that this might become something that i can integrate with then sure that makes a lot more sense to me i don't i don't know besides some sort of those like pet moji kind of things like the, like what exactly the iPhone camera has done with AR that has really uh, uh, surprised and delighted we, the public. We, we've seen some great demos. We've seen demos of games that you can play with your friends and, and you can do star crafty uh, strategy and stuff like that. But at the yeah. end of the day, I don't think AR lives on your phone. I think AR lives in glasses. AR lives in something that you can understand the full full field of vision and you can use it in an unobtrusive way. If I'm pulling out my phone, I'm pointing it at something and then I'm opening an app or 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 swiping and doing another thing to get some kind of information, I can't imagine what is worth that for me that I can't look up or have fed back to me in an easier way. Yeah, and maybe AR does live on your phone, but it's not that sort of like all consumers are going to love this new feature. I think I think I I well, I'm not speaking for anybody but myself, but I think a lot of people would sort of be like, 
okay, well, does the camera, is it a better camera? Does it look I, nicer when I take a photo? Like what, how do I make use of this? And I think the answer is probably a lot of people won't, but it doesn't mean it's not cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'll tell you, there is a lot of soft AR there before we, before I totally trash it. I mean, that this is the reason why you have the Snapchat filters this is the reason why you have the dancing hot dog. This is, you know, there, there is a lot of soft stuff that <laughs> is being very, that is very popular in, in certain circles. I just don't know exactly how much more popular it would be with this uh, advancement. Well, I'll tell you about something that is going to be decidedly unpopular, and that's a big data breach. But this is perhaps the biggest you've ever heard of. A large conglomerate of breach databases have resulted in a collection of 2.2 billion unique usernames and associated passwords, which are being now distributed on hacker forums and torrents which is the case when these sorts of things get leaked. Earlier this month, though, security researcher Troy Hunt identified collection number one, as it was called, by an anonymous creator. Now, Hunt said at the time that represented 773 million unique usernames and passwords. Since then, though, more researchers have obtained and analyzed an additional database. In fact, several of them, collections two through five. So now we have one through five, and they total 845 gigabytes of stolen data and 25 billion records. Analysts at the Hasso Platter Institute in Potsdam, Germany, now say that the total breach represents close to three times what that original collection number one batch had inside. The first reported, this was first reported by the German news site Heise.de, and most of the stolen data appears to come from previous breaches that were known of Yahoo, LinkedIn, and Dropbox. You know, there are some songs that when you go to your favorite <laughs> artist in concert that you just immediately, along with the rest of the crowd, get excited when you hear the opening chords. And lo, even without Tom here, we can play for you one of the great hits. Passwords need to go away and we need a better way to secure our devices and how we interact with our data online. Because... Uh, look, I feel, this, I feel, I feel you channeling the the merit energy. Actually, I, this, I is, do. this is it's yeah. just it's never going to stop. It's why you need to be secure in terms of using a LastPass or a one or a, a one password. One password like yeah. that. Some kind of password locker. It, it helps to generate strong passwords and not reuse passwords. I am I'm only now getting better at it. It is a pain in the ass to to get uh, going with a, a solution like that. This and here's the sad part about it. What the stuff we hear about oftentimes is when it's already been sold for big money, and now it is out in 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 the Kmart of of of, of the dark web. Like this isn't right. The yeah, behind the scenes, yeah, we're at, we're at collection number good. five, yeah. guys. Well, you know, it's it's interesting because you know this isn't a recent breach. This is just essentially someone who is wholesaling all the stuff that's already out there. And he's just basically creating a giant, you know, yellow pages yeah. that, that they're selling. And it's, it, it does show you that this, some of the stuff has legs well beyond the two or three months after it passes from the new, you know, the headlines off for something else that it really pays to, you really need to keep an eye on all this stuff. And again, you know, you know, then there needs to be an, another way to secure these things besides passwords. But also, you, you need to to make sure that if you have any floating accounts, you make sure you close them if you're not gonna if you don't plan on using them or doing something with it other than just letting it sit. 
I mean, that's something where I would love, I would love a simple tool that I could just enter in my email and it would return every site that I have an account with. <laughs> like, just so I could know, like, okay, I gotta, I gotta shut down this, 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 because I never use these things, especially for us, Sarah, you know, when you, when you work in tech and you're trying out every new little thing that comes down the, the, the river, because that's your job. God, I, I can't imagine how many stupid social networks I've signed up for that have all now, of them. You know, yeah. yeah, every single one of them, all of them. I have account everywhere. Um, yeah, that is a very good point. I also think that, and I, I sometimes point to my less technologically inclined friends who would hear a story like this and be like, I don't know, those numbers seem really big, but. I mean, did anybody like hack my social security number? If so, yeah. if not, then I, you know, like what do I care? What, you know, how do I need to live my life differently? And that's a tough thing to explain to somebody why it matters that, but that information like this is out there, especially if you reuse passwords in the future and might be targeted down the line. Here, here is something, and I'm, I'm unsure about the Android solutions, although I'm sure that they are just as good, but I do know that in the new iOS, they have built in far better solutions for LastPass and 1Password. You're able to fill in your passwords a lot easier, right? It, it can autofill uh, uh, right from the uh, the little uh, suggestion bar. So it's never been easier to have strong passwords. It's never been easier to keep up with strong passwords. It's never been easier to refresh them. Hey, Justin, this might interest you. Yeah. In fact, I, in fact, I know it does. Ultraviolet, uh, the cloud-based movie locker service, is stopping its service on July 31st, according to Digital Entertainment Content Ecosystem, also known as DECE, the organization responsible for running Ultraviolet. Users shouldn't delete their Ultraviolet movie libraries. The company says, or the conglomerate says, make sure that your library is at least connected to one retailer if you want to access your content moving forward. So it's not going to go away, but... It's not going to stay here. In an interview with Variety, DECE President Wendy Aylesworth said that when Ultraviolet launched, when options were limited, but with more comprehensive services and players involved, the market has now changed. She also dismissed the closure was in response to Disney's competing version of Ultraviolet called Movies Anywhere. <laughs> okay, you would say that. Uh, Scott Blenstein, the VP of Voodoo, the biggest retailer associated with Ultraviolet, said, quote, Customers who use Voodoo to watch or rent or buy movies and TV shows will not be impacted by the discontinuation of the Ultraviolet platform. These problems, and specifically I'm talking about how to watch movies that you own, how to remember that you own the movies, how to, uh, how to upload movies that you per previously purchased, how to connect them to services that you uh, maybe don't think about as much anymore and don't necessarily want to go to those sites to use their players or you want to play them on the device that you want this will only get bigger however we are also at a very uh a weird place where because everybody is now uh, all the major players that is are uh are now taking the plunge into digital media uh in in a gigantic way like what disney is doing everybody is more restrictive about their rights than than they have been. And yet, and so we now face this situation where when, when Ultraviolet came out, it was like, oh, look, this seems like a consumer-friendly solution that uh, uh, for a very uh, 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 bad and getting worse problem for digital media consumption. And now it's closed. 
and and I, I, I I'm very frustrated by the fact that we can't. Uh, uh, you know, there's there's still not an easy uh, service that I can just throw all my DVDs into a, a box and send it to them, and uh, they can destroy the DVDs, upload everything that I previously purchased throughout the the previous you know decades of my life, and now I can have them in one easy place. It, it is just so annoying, it, and 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 it frustrates me to no end. Roger. Where do you fall on the ultraviolet spectrum? Because I, uh, you know, besides reporting on it on shows like this, I, I, I don't have a lot of personal. I think I have two, and that's because I was curious about it. I am one of those old funny daddies that has literally like four or five large tubs in my garage that are filled with all the DVDs and Blu-rays that I've bought, uh, acquired. Or, or uh, gifted over like you know the past twelve fifteen years, and I'm 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 definitely of the the opinion that part of the problem is the market. It, it is a wealth of of options, but it's also incredibly yeah. fragmented. There isn't an overarching thing that says okay, in terms of licensing, you 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 put it into here. You can it, it's marked to you, and so you can access it wherever who. Whoever's whomever's service that that you that you subscribe to, and I think it's it is frustrating, and it's one of those things as you know Disney has its own version, and other companies feel that they are big enough to command that kind of presence. I think it's only going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, here's the reason why I didn't get into Ultraviolet because I thought it was going to go away. And that's the other problem in terms of consumer confidence is that none of these things seem like they are going to be there for a while. Now, maybe the backing of something like Disney does give people the uh, uh, the, the sense and they'll be able to market it in a way that makes it uh, makes movies anywhere feel like a safe place that you want to go through the time and effort of setting up your library. Uh, but then we're, we're, we're right back where we started from having a major rights holder now determine where and when I can watch stuff. Yeah. Well, Justin, let's talk a little bit about, I don't know, some good news for Facebook. Yeah, you know, look, everybody thinks <laughs> it's brain clouds for Facebook. Well, I'll tell you what's not down. The money, baby. Facebook reported <laughs> strong Q4 earnings, hitting 2.32 billion monthly users, up 2.2%. From 2.27 billion last quarter, the company hit 1.52 billion daily active users with 1.49 billion last quarter for a 2% growth rate. Earnings per share was $2.38, beating expectations of $2.18. Notably, Facebook grew its DAU in both the U.S. Canadian and European markets where it earns the most money. On the profit side, Facebook brought in six point. Eight billion this quarter. Yeah. So hey, you know everyone's mad at Facebook, but the bottom line, doing great. Um, I thought that going through these numbers, and I know that you know earnings numbers sometimes a lot of people are like, I don't know, okay, analyst expectations, maybe it's you know a little bit over or under, but the fact that Facebook in its 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 core markets, and again, that's the U.S., that's Canada, um, and certain parts of Europe, which have slowed. For recent quarters, in fact, several quarters in a row now, and everyone kind of goes like, "Well, you know, Facebook is <laughs> you have to you have to go to the other emerging markets, right? We're running out of people on Earth to be to be uh, on the Facebook platform." The fact that 
the those numbers in those core markets kind of saw a bump was interesting to me. I'm I'm not exactly sure why, particularly because, and and this is probably a news echo chamber, uh, you know, of some sorts. But we do hear so much about how you know Facebook has 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 really let a lot of people down as far as privacy and and transparency and a lot of that is happening in these exact same markets that it ended up doing better in than I would have thought. There is the old idiom that no news is bad news if you get your name spelled right. Uh, uh, so there there is an element there. But ultimately, look, what what we focus on with Facebook is not what the mainstream focuses on. The mainstream understands Facebook as the place that they interact with people uh, uh, in their town, outside of their town, and pictures of their grandkids. Uh, that's not going to change unless Facebook dramatically uh, uh, has something that affects them going forward. I think the issues that we are seeing now for Facebook are more worries, troubles and worries in years to come as suspicion kind of grows with uh, their, 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 their audience. But here's the other thing with Facebook, man, they better hope that these daily active users keep going because they're not Apple. They're not Google and they're not Amazon in that if they don't have a walled garden to sell advertising to, or their adjacent walled gardens that they own to sell advertising to their core product isn't, as diversified as those other companies. Yeah. In earnings news, it's Q3 earnings report. Nintendo revealed 9.41 million Switch consoles were sold in the quarter for a total of 14.48 million for the financial year. Some pretty good numbers. Despite the figures, the company doubts it will meet its sales target of 20 million for all four quarters and has revised its target down to 17 million. This is quite a trend with companies as of late. And Gadget notes, however, that the Switch has a lifetime goal of 32.27 million units sold worldwide, making it 660,000 units shy of the popular Nintendo 64. Other sales bits included 12.08 million sales of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, 10 million units of Pokemon Let's Go, and 5.3 million units of Super Mario Party to help pad the company's 608 billion yen in revenue for the quarter, up from four. Four hundred, uh, four hundred and eighty-three billion yen. The same time last year, operating profit came in at one point uh, one hundred fifty-nine billion yen, up from one hundred seven billion yen. <laughs> the same time last year, as you could uh, read my thousand-yard stare from looking at earnings reports all morning. <laughs> uh, uh, look, uh, uh, the, the switch has been an unmitigated uh, uh, massive success for Nintendo, specifically considering to its expectations uh, before its release. We mm-hmm. now further rhapsodize it as the kind of B team of their titles uh, uh, come out. You know, super not to say that Super Smash Brothers and Mario Party and 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 Pokemon Let's Go are not gigantic titles. They were. Uh, certainly sufficient enough to move the needle uh, in in the dramatic way that they did. But the question is from here, where is the Switch's lifestyle? They just rebooted, uh, or sorry, it started from scratch on a new Metroid game, which uh, is pretty much, you know, that and Donkey Kong are are kind of uh, the last of the IPs that we have not seen dedicated new titles for. So uh, uh, we we, we will see, but... Again, there is no other way to describe the Nintendo Switch other than a huge success for Nintendo. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, B team, JV, call what you want. Uh, those are pretty big numbers. And 100%. it was the holiday season, but still. So wait, so this was for Q3. So they still have yet to report their holiday numbers. They, no, they have one more 
they have one more uh, quarter to go. Their financial year is not a calendar year, right? Got so it. their third quarter and went over the holiday season. Yeah. Ah, so these are holiday numbers. Yes. Yes. Got uh, uh, SF7. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, please. All right. All right. Well, what do you say I talk about SS7? SS7, a telecom yeah, just, pro- protocol that uh, coordinates texts and calls around the world, is exploitable. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. SS7 has the ability to track phones across the world, and those who want to intercept text messages and phone calls without hacking the phone itself can technically do so. Motherboard reports this capability is much more widely available in cyber criminal groups than uh, that, that use it to empty bank accounts. SS7 attacks against banks are on the rise, according to the report. And now the National Cybersecurity Center, the defensive arm of the UK's signal intelligence agency, GCHQ, confirmed that SS7 is being used to intercept codes used for banking. Metro Bank also confirmed that it has faced an SS7 attack and in a statement said it supported a law enforcement investigation into SS7 attacks across the industry. Well, you know, we're talking we were talking a couple minutes ago about changing your passwords and uh getting my bank account drained would be a great reason to uh, you know, take passwords more seriously. But SS7's a whole different thing, Justin. I mean, certainly so. Uh this is a backbone core element of uh, our, our technological world. And by the way, these are the elements that actual hackers are the, are, are looking into. Like these are, these are the elements that, that are, are looked at for their and tested for their security simply because they don't exactly have a, uh, uh, you know, as, as much of a spotlight from a mainstream or uh, uh, enterprise audience. So uh, this is fascinating. I, I, I was not, uh, aware uh, or as educated about SS7 before reading uh, uh, up for this article, but uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. <laughs> I'm excited as well. Um, and I hope that my bank account, while slim to begin with, uh, sure. is not fully drained. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm just saying, man, <laughs> I'm like a minnow. There's plenty of fat flounders out there. If any uh, SS7 sharks want to start biting. Yeah. You don't want my bank account. You no. guys, Bony, trust me. <laughs> Let's get a burger afterwards. You tell me how you did it. Hey, breaking during the show, this comes from our Discord, and thanks to Roger for putting in this information. Um, Engadget is reporting that Apple shut down Google's ability to distribute its internal iOS apps. This follower follows a similar shutdown for Facebook earlier this week. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then... Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze 
taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. Like we talked about it uh, briefly on the show yesterday, a person familiar with the situation tells The Verge that earlier versions of Google Maps, Hangouts, Gmail, and other pre-release beta apps have stopped working today alongside employee-only apps like a G-Bus app for transportation, helps people get to and from the the mothership, and Google's own internal cafe app. The Verge reached out to both Apple and Google to comment on the situation. Neither company has responded, at least by the time we're talking about this. Um, And thanks to TV's Egon for letting us know, uh, keeping us honest throughout the show. Strange, Justin. I don't know how how, how much you were following the story from from yesterday about uh, uh, Facebook um, getting hampered by Apple and, and, and quite a few... Folks in the industry saying, "Well, you know, this just goes to show you how much how much power Apple has. If it, you know, if it wants to screw you up, it's going to screw a company like Facebook up, where <laughs> their internal apps aren't working anymore that are that are that are iOS focused." But maybe we're looking at more of a trend. Well, I think this is this is Apple trying to blow the whistle because they didn't like where the trend was going, and if they don't do it to the big boys, then. Uh, the, the, the smaller players won't listen. And if you do it to one big boy, you got to do it to the other. If they were apparently violating some of the same rules. So uh, while obviously there's been a, a, a very antagonistic relationship between Apple and both of these companies, it seemed like Facebook got the brunt of the rat tail yesterday. And there might've been a little bit of a, a, a cry of, of favoritism toward Google, which is a funny sentence to say, considering we're talking about Apple. Uh, uh, but you know, now, now, now they get it. I suspect that this is something that will probably wrap up fairly quickly. That everybody will understand the rules of the road and promises to be and promise to be good boys going forward. Rod, do you have some thoughts on this before we move to the next topic? Uh, I say stay tuned because this is breaking, so we'll know more hopefully by tomorrow uh, as details emerge. Uh, but you know, thanks again to uh, Discord crowd, TVZ gone for uh, getting us on the ball on this one. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody. And also thanks to everyone who participates in our subreddit. You can submit stories. You can also vote on others and make it part of the show. DailyTechNewsShow.reddit.com is the place to go. If you hang out on Facebook, well, we've got a Facebook group for you. Facebook.com slash groups slash Daily Tech News Show. On to the mailbag now. Daniel Noss uh, in Cincinnati uh, pointed us to another Verge article, actually, about the Apple iPhone SE back on sale, kind of on a clearance rack of sorts. Daniel says, is this possibly a sign that Apple might release an SE version 2? Or are they just reclaiming some cash from old stock? I hope they release an SE 2 for my kids. Thanks and love the show. Uh, My guess would be that, you know... uh, 
this ain't your 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 father's apple uh, with their <laughs> insistence on keeping minimal skews where you buy an iPhone and the iPhone has two colors and that's what you do. Now they've got various divergent different versions of it. So the idea of busting out some old stock and <laughs> just making money on it because there obviously is a demand for a low price iPhone uh, uh, makes a little bit more sense for this version of Apple. So that's what I would suspect that it is. However, the idea of them coming out with a lower priced iPhone you know, maybe uh, if, if they're <laughs> stung by the idea that if they're stung by the the idea that their iPhone numbers are lower and they want to goose them, you never know. Yeah, I, I, I as somebody who has reported on iPhone sales for many years, we all have been doing this for a while. I'm officially in the camp of me being like, huh, Daniel, you might not be wrong. But yeah. you might not be right either. I truly don't know. Yeah, we we've got lots of iPhone models, um, and some of them come and go from the shelves. So it's uh it's the Wild West, man. Uh speaking of the Wild West, uh, because Justin, I know that you're a really big fan of Westerns. Sure. Uh th- thank you for being on the show. Uh I I'm uh disappointed that we didn't talk more about our love for uh the Western, I don't know. Well, it is indeed time for me to ride (laughs) off into that dusty trail. And so I say, hi-ho, Silver, as I remind everybody that I do a free political newsletter at freepoliticalnewsletter.com. Head on over there and sign up five uh, days a week, five stories a day, mostly gifts, a few hot takes. It's a real quick read, kind of designed for you to uh, catch yourself up in uh, on the political uh, doings of the previous day on your phone on the go with minimal hyperbole and you want to know what maybe a little laughs along the way go ahead and check it out <laughs> freepoliticalnewsletter.com oh that was a great ride off into the sunset thank you so much our goal each month on this show is to get at least one more patron than last month hey we'd like we'd like y'all but just one more than last month that's our goal you could be the person that puts us over the top you can become a dtns member and get an ad free rss feed special episodes from tom how we do the show a little bit of you know how the sausage gets made several episodes looking back on on tech news kind of special stuff of the past and a lot more. Sign up at patreon.com slash DTNS. Peruse our fine selection of DTNS stuff as well in our store, dailytechnewsshow.com slash store. If you want to get a hold of us, we've got an email address. It's feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. We're also live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2130 UTC. Find out more, tell a friend, and join us at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. Back tomorrow with Lamar Wilson. Talk to you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. From a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.